It's good to be here this morning. Um, I don't often get to Oasis these days, but um, when I first started coming to this church, which is about nine and a half years ago, um, Oasis was one of the ways that I, I managed to start to feel at home at the church. It's a big church, as I'm sure you're aware. And actually coming to this group um, for a couple of years really helped me to kind of settle into the church and get to know people. So I've always got a kind of... Um, uh, place in my heart for Oasis. So it's really good to be with you this morning. Um, I'm going to be talking about Zacchaeus this morning. So I'm first going to read you um, the account of Zacchaeus, the tax collector that we find in Luke's gospel. It's in Luke chapter 19, the first 10 verses, if you want to uh, follow along. We may get it on the screen or we may not. So um, I'll read it anyway. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. So I was really pleased uh, to be asked to talk about the story of Zacchaeus because it's one of my favorites and I think it's probably a favorite with a lot of people. Uh, when our children were little, we used to uh, sometimes have a kind of family worship time with them. And as part of that, we'd encourage them to act out Bible stories. And this was always one of their favorites to do. There would always be one child who would stand on a table somewhere and be Zacchaeus and um, and I think children can relate to that feeling of being a bit on the edge of things, not, not quite able to see what's going on in the world, being a bit too small to know what's happening. But I think as adults, actually, we relate to this story too. Um, perhaps we can all relate to some, sometimes feeling that we're not quite part of things, that we're a bit on the edge uh, of the crowd, that we don't really belong I think we've all probably felt like that sometimes. I certainly have. So the relationships in Zacchaeus' life were not good. The reaction that we see the crowd give to him shows he wasn't at all popular. No one was going to let him through to see Jesus. That's why he had to climb the tree. Now, I know that in Oasis, this term, you've been looking at different people in the Bible and what they have to teach us about relationships. So I'd like to briefly explore some of the reasons why the relationships in Zacchaeus' life might have been so damaged and broken, because they're things that we might find will damage our relationships as well. 
So first of all, I think Zacchaeus felt unseen. We all have a need, I think, for intimacy, a desire to be seen and to be known by somebody else. And yet, of course, we fear it too. It's scary to let people in. They might not like what they see. And I think feeling unseen can damage our relationships. It means that we can be afraid to make ourselves vulnerable by sharing those you know, less attractive sides of ourselves. It means sometimes we put up a false front, not really being ourselves, which is exhausting. Or we hide behind things that we think will impress people in other ways, like amassing possessions. I don't use social media an awful lot, but I do post things on Facebook and Instagram from time to time. And although I'd like to think I don't worry too much about how many likes or comments I get on my post, a few years ago, I went through a period where I remember feeling quite hurt because not a single person liked anything that I put up over a period of some months. And it turned out that I somehow turned my privacy settings so that only I could see the, the post. <laughs> Um, uh, so I was a bit relieved by that. But it shows that I did actually care about what people thought was going on in my life. So second, Zacchaeus damaged his relationships by finding his significance in the wrong things. For him, that was money. For others, it might be success at work or academically or by the way we look to others. When our significance comes from our relationship with God and allowing him to work in us, we behave in healthier ways. We prioritize relationships rather than work or wealth or maybe making our home look good or ourselves look nice. God is relational. He wants us to be relational too. And that's not to say that any of those things, work, homemaking, study, are wrong in themselves but they shouldn't be where we find our significance. We can kind of make them into idols in our lives. So Zacchaeus felt unseen, and he was finding his significance in the wrong things. But third, I think Zacchaeus compared himself to others. He made himself feel better by amassing wealth, and maybe he felt a little bit smug that he'd got a nice, lavish lifestyle. But that didn't improve his relationships. In fact, it made other people envious and angry. Look at the crowd's reaction when Jesus chose Zacchaeus to eat with him. They couldn't see why Jesus would choose him. They resented this man who'd acquired wealth at their expense. So I think if we're honest, we've all experienced the damage that those things can do to our relationships. We've probably seen them in ourselves. We've probably seen them in other people. Lack of appropriate vulnerability means we can't really get close to other people because we or they are not really being real with each other. We don't feel seen or known. Finding significance in the wrong things can damage our relationships as people fail to invest in their relationships because they put other things first. And comparing ourselves to others can make us resentful and dissatisfied with what we have ourselves. And that puts up barriers in relationships too. 
And when our relationships aren't healthy, we feel, I think, lost. We feel a bit adrift, a bit on our own in the world. And I think the last sentence in the passage we read this morning sums up the solution. And in a way, it also really sums up Jesus' mission to the world. Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. The first step to restoring our relationships with other people is always to restore our relationship with Jesus first. Because we're all lost to some extent, and we need to let Jesus find us and save us. We start with ourselves, really. So Jesus has the answer to feeling unseen. He sees us. He saw Zacchaeus. He sees us. He sees us. He knows what we're really like, and he loves us as we are. He could see the wealth and the power that Zacchaeus had, um, and that he could see through all of that to the damaged and needy man underneath, and he accepted him for who he was. You can see the freedom that Zacchaeus finds in this. Finally, someone he didn't need to try and impress, somebody who loved him unconditionally. When we really allow Jesus in, we can feel seen by him. And that can spill over into our relationships with others, as it did with Zacchaeus. He no longer felt the need to hide behind his wealth. In fact, he started giving it away. And Jesus has the answer to finding our significance in the wrong things. We see in his own life that he was affirmed by his father at his baptism. Before he'd even begun his ministry, his heavenly father said, this is my son, I'm pleased with him, I love him. That was before he'd done anything. Um, And he found his significance in being his father's son and that sustained him. After that, he went out into the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil. He was tempted to find significance in what he could do rather than in his relationship with his father. But he resisted that because he'd already got that sense of significance. And when we find our significance in our relationship with God, in being a loved and valued precious child of God, it can help us to turn away from the other things Um, in which we find significance and make them much less important in our lives. It helps us to value the relationships that God has given us and give them the priority that they they deserve. And we see this in Zacchaeus in the way he was willing to give away that wealth that had made him feel important now that he had something better in his new relationship with Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus also has the answer to comparing ourselves with others. When we realize the richness of the grace that he offers to us, we realize how blessed we truly are and how little other things matter. And again, we see Zacchaeus willing to make himself much poorer because he no longer needed to feel richer and more important than his neighbors. We're not told how his neighbors reacted at that point, but I'm guessing it went a long way to healing his relationship with them. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. There's no doubt that Zacchaeus was lost, hiding behind his wealth, making mothers 
sorry, making money from others. But Jesus sought him out and he saved him. And he can do that for each one of us. It's an invitation that he extends to everybody. Zacchaeus responded with repentance. And repentance is so much more than just saying sorry. Yes, we do have to say sorry. We do have to confess the ways we've gone wrong. But it also involves a change in our attitudes and our behavior. And sometimes it involves putting right some of the things that we've done wrong. And we see this as Zacchaeus doesn't just apologize for the way he's defrauded his neighbors, but actually responds by saying he will give back four times as much. We all have a choice about whether or not to respond to Jesus when he seeks us out. Will we let him get close to us and see who we really are so we can experience that unconditional love? Will we allow him to love us and affirm us so that we can find our significance in being his child and being loved by him? Will we allow him to pour his spiritual riches on us so that we have no reason to compare ourselves with anyone else but can feel overwhelmed with gratitude for what he's given us? So we have a choice. Healing our relationships with others begins with putting right our relationship with God. And that needs a willingness on our part. If you've never made a conscious decision to put Jesus first in your life and to allow him to rule over your life, please don't put that off. But even for those of us who made that decision maybe years and years ago, we need to keep working on our relationship with Jesus day by day, spending time in prayer with the Bible. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. He's always ready to continue that work of salvation in us, inviting us to allow him to restore and heal every bit of our lives. Uh, you've probably seen this very famous picture before of Jesus standing at the door and knocking. And he's standing at the door and knocking in all of our lives, just waiting to be invited in, to be part of our lives. Are we going to let him in? Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you that you did come to seek and to save the lost. Thank you for that invitation that you extend to us. Father, just help us to allow you into our lives, into every part of who we are. Help us to be vulnerable to you, to let you see every bit of us, to be open to you and your work in us. Help, help us to find our significance in you. Help us to be overwhelmed by the riches that you offer. And I pray that as we uh, talk about this passage in our groups and as we go off this afternoon into our busy lives, that you will continue to be speaking to us and helping us 
and prompting us to invite you in to every bit of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.